Coming up next, the wild and crazy Haas Outdoors. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. It is time for the Haas Outdoors, bringing you the news, how-to tips, where to travel, information on events, making fun of Yellowstone tourists, rambling on things don't make any sense, and just being a plain goofball. Here is your host, Charles Haas. Good morning, Montana. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Get your lazy butts out of bed. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Wakey, wakey, it is 10.30 a.m. on this wonderful Monday morning. But for you ranchers, it's another wonderful day in Moo Moo Land. Boy, this sure has been a crazy weekend. Oh my gosh, you have no idea. Yeah, I feel you. I'm pretty tired, too. It's been a long week. Yeah, I went to the 4th of July parade here in town, and it poured down the rain on us. I um, was with my grandchildren, so I didn't get to go. You know, one thing here about Harlington, there's certain things in town you shouldn't say. Like the old joke, take my wife, please. When you come home, she's gone. That's what they want. That's <laughs> why they say that. <laughs> Hello. Oh, yeah. Well, it's finally summer for our one month of summer here. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like the winters. They're too cold. Way too cold. Like, freeze outside, icicle cold. And the, the summers are so hot and humid that it, you can't cool off. You get out of the shower and you're wanting to go right back in because you're sweating already. It's ridiculous. Well, one thing about summertime <laughs> here, you get to go on wonderful hiking trips. In the summer when you die. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm talking about like you get the nice wonderful views here in the summertime. You don't have to worry about your truck getting stuck in the snow like I did last winter. Well, that's just because it's two-wheel drive. Yeah, my truck doesn't even like mud. That's because it's made out of mud. <laughs> well, it's a Chevy. What do you expect? Oh, shut it. I'd rather push a Chevy than drive a Ford. Thank you very much. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, anyway, we're talking about hiking here. Most important thing you need on hiking is the hiking boots. And, yeah, it gets really hot, and you have to wear socks. They're thick, and you can get, like, so much moisture and get fungus in your toenails it's really not that fun <laughs> i just use regular tube socks oh uh, well most hiking boots you have to wear wool socks or socks that that collect the moisture so you need to put like a some type of powder or they have that spray on your feet that makes your feet like waterproof kind of well i use like i said the tube socks all the time um they do get wet but I usually carry a spare pair with me so I yeah. can change out. It's important to take care of your feet if you're a hiker. It definitely is. It's very important to have your feet because that's how can you hike without them, you know? So you got to make them happy too. That's correct. I mean, I've been out in the woods before and I've seen people, they go buy hiking boots and they, and they put them on for that hiking trip and they had, did not wear them before then. Yeah, well, you should wear them a week before to get your feet ready for them. Otherwise, you're going to really, you're going to have a lot of pain because your feet are going to hurt. You know how new shoes feel everybody's feet hurt first when they get new shoes for at least a day or two till they adjust you know mine hurts like four or five minutes 
Uh, well, not me. I got big old Flintstone feet. I wear a size 11 in women's wide width. So, hey, I'm, check it out. Big I'm foot. 13 double E. <laughs> okay. I'm also a girl, not a boy. So, you know, for me, wide size 11, which is like a 10 and a half in men, is a big foot for a girl. My parents, when I was growing up, used to get so mad and be like, hey, let's just buy the boxes and glue them to her feet because they couldn't find shoes to fit me. It was so sad. A lot of people told me when I was growing up, my feet were so big, I can probably walk on water. <laughs> okay, no. I don't think so. There's only one person that knows I walk on water, people, and we know who that is. Huh? Not that I'm going to mention him on air because that's not a good thing right about now that's going on in the world. So, we all know who walks on water. Okay, let's get back to the boot. <laughs> hey, you did. The, you brought that up, so whatever. Well, this is just a childhood thing. People say I can walk on. I've actually gone fishing before, and people ask me to walk out in the water and get their line for them. It's tangled up. Yeah, anyway, um, yeah, like I said, the most important thing is the hiking boots. I'm not a real big particular fan of what boots to wear, but if they feel good on my feet, I'm going to wear them. I don't like hiking boots. I don't like anything that's um, like a high top type that touches my ankle. So I have a hard time wearing those type, even just regular boots. I, my, I've had Ariat boots. I've had ropers. I don't like anything that laces up past my, the you know, right below my ankle bone there. I don't know why, but it just isn't comfortable for me. Now for a backpack brand of Jasper, American Camper, and there's a few others that's really good brands to use. I, I prefer Jasper and American Camper. Columbia. And yeah, there's Columbia. And what else are the brands? Um, I don't know if Under Armour has backpacks, but I do like their gear and their clothing. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I, I think that's the only one I can remember is um, Columbia. When I was growing up, I had a complete set of American Camper tents, backpack, mess kit, and everything. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Kmart used to sell them back when Kmart was around. In case you younger people don't know, Kmart used to be a store. They had one in Billings till last year. Oh, I, I, thought, I thought it was closed down before It was then. right next to Hobby Lobby in in Billings. And then huh. it went, it just went out of business and shut down one day. It was weird. Yeah, they are all over the country, even the ones back home. Yeah, in Washington, they don't have them there anymore either, my sister said. Even the one I worked at has gone. Wow. I worked in the sporting goods. I worked at Fred Meyer in the intimate apparel. <laughs> That's something like Frederick's of Hollywood? I sold, um... Pajamas, people. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, those kind. Yeah. The I love you, honey, jammies on Valentine's Day and stuff. Intimate apparel is what they called it. Yeah. Another good thing to have is, is uh, your cook set. Like Coleman. They make yeah, a pretty good one. They do. Get the stainless steel ones. I like, Coleman's the only one that I know of uh, that has um, like propane, little propane stoves and things like that. I'm not even sure if there is other... Maybe off-brands, you know, but Coleman's the yeah, only the one off I brands. would use. Nobody uses anything other than Coleman because it's safe, too, you know. Yeah, well, the Coleman is the stainless steel ones like to get the cups. Yeah. If you uh, want to make soup or ravioli or something like that, you can pour it in the cup and you put it in your fire. I like those blue and, I mean, the red and white, red with the white speckles camp gear. And then they have blue with the white speckles. They have plates, bowls, silverware, coffee cups. Um, teapots, everything. I really like them. And they sell them at the fort in uh, Big Timber. And also, you can get them here at the secondhand stores, too. Yeah, I look for that kind of stuff. I want a whole set of those. They're awesome. I've already got one from the one across the street. 
what, just one or a whole set? A whole set. Of the white and blue speckled or red no, and white they're, they're speckled? They're kind of gray looking. That is awesome. Yeah, they're very expensive, actually. Paid, Not from the thrift store, but in, when you buy them from a store store, like the Fort or wherever else you might get them, um, I think, what is that? Uh, um, what is that place called over in, um, is it Big K maybe? or? Yes, Big K. Big K. Is that a hunting um, and fishing place or something outdoor? I, I believe so. I've been there like once. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. But over the secondhand store, I bought a coffee maker, $3. Sweet. And I bought a whole set of dishes. For like two dollars each, but if you go to secondhand stores, you can also find those too. I I bought sleeping bags from these secondhand stores too. I even bought my dog one. You bought your dog one? Yeah, I bought him a sleeping bag. I just have blue or and Buck climb inside my sleeping bag. I get my sleeping bag and I go like this, and Buck goes down to the feet, and then blue goes right up here by my thing, and we all three sleep in my sleeping bag. No, he got his own. That's just crazy. He is spoiled rotten. No, he's not spoiled. The dog is spoiled. No. Rotten. No. He buys them corn dogs every night. Not every night. Every other night. Every other night. Plus, he gets all my pizza crust because I don't eat it. He's spoiled. No, he's what? he has a leather chair in here that he lays in. Well, everybody else is sitting on chairs that could really need repairs. The dog got a leather, brown leather chair. Brown leather office chair. Exactly. And no, he's not worried to call spoiled. He's called well, well taken care of. He's called loved. La, 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 loved. Yeah, something like that. You know, I've even thought about getting a little backpack for Spinner to put his food in. You know, they actually make those you can put dog food in. Oh, well, I do know they have, like, those rescue dogs, you know, that, like, carry a barrel in the snow. Or they carry backpacks when they're looking for, like, avalanche people, like, victims of avalanches and stuff. Yeah, so they have things that, like, if they have edema, they can give them shots. Or they have blankets in them and things like that. Yeah, because it's kind of hard for me to carry my food and his food at the same time. Well, you have food, and then you, you know, who's going to carry his corn dogs? <laughs> now, another important tool, which I'm not too fond of, but FWP recommends this, bear spray. That stuff's lethal. It's dangerous, people. You should never, ever use it on anything other than a bear because it can kill them. I'm serious. I've seen it in action and almost lost two friends and a dog. It's, it can be fatal. Of course, I have a short-barreled 20-gauge shotgun I use for hiking trips. I'm going to get a little scarber that I can hook it to the backpack. Nice. I just have two, I just have, uh, two, check one, check two, you know. It only takes, I'm a one-two fighter, you know. Two hits, it's over. <laughs> what, the bear hit you and you hit the floor or hit the ground? If I hit a bear, I better make it count or I'm a goner. <laughs> uh. What's funny is people think they can do the Daniel Boone type thing on a bear. That bear was, excuse me, people, that bear was a tame bear. From National Park. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing is, when you do go hiking, try to get someone else to go with you. You should never go alone. There's a buddy system, people. You should never be in the woods, deep in the woods, hiking up anything, hiking anywhere without another person with you, or at least someone knows where you're going. I mean, like latitude, latitude, where they can actually reach you if they, if necessary, you know, emergency-wise. Yeah, well, see, I don't have any hiking friends here in town. So I used to go alone, but I, I go into places where there's going to be other people. I am not much of a hiker myself. I wish I was in um, physical shape to where I could do things like that. But, you know, hey, not all of us are privileged like you, Charles. You go fishing, camping, hunting, hiking, all the good stuff, you know. It's fantastic. The only thing I haven't tried yet is uh, rock climbing. Yeah, I will never try that. 
No, I'm, not at my age. Deathly afraid of heights. <laughs> I would probably make it. Mm, I don't know, not very far. <laughs> a few I, feet and be like, oh no, can't do it. No, no, get me down. Come on, call nine one one. I don't have strong wrists anymore, so I, I can't uh, try that. If I did want to. Yeah, I am not one to get up on step ladders much. Roofs, anything really up where you have to step up more than like two steps, I ain't doing it. You know, there was one time I did go camping in a forest firefighter camp for wildland firefighters. Oh, yeah, you were a firefighter. That's right. Yeah, back in 2001. Wow. Well, one night I was sleeping on the ground. I wanted to sleep. I wanted to be like those people like on the westerns. You want to just sleep on the ground and look up to the stars and fall asleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Nowadays, that's not going to happen probably. No no, no uh, rest and relaxation just laying on the ground like a cowboy. Well, I did. I slept like that for a entire week. Did you like it? Uh-huh. Wow. Anyway. They used to have a, they have a, a buffalo uh, skin to lay on or something, usually. I had Some a tarp. Type of, or one of those Indian blankets or something like that. Yeah, I had a tarp and a sleeping bag. Or their saddle. They just rest against that, you know? I, I put my uh, wildland gear and use it for a pillow. Oh. A jacket and Whatever everything. Whatever works, I guess. It's roughing Any- it for you. Roughing it. Anyway, one during the nights, something started licking me on the face. I thought it was a ranch dog at first because there's a lot of ranches around there. It was probably a bear. Yeah, I woke up and it was a black bear. Licking your face. Probably all them hot wings you were eating. <laughs> or no, something like that. No, it was all those Milky Way and Snickers bars we was oh, eating. Anyway. Candy. I'm not afraid of bears. And I just sit up and talk to it like I do a spinner. Well, the bear, all it did was make a grunt noise and backed up and walked away. It didn't like your taste. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, to next, speak. <laughs> the next morning the uh, forestry service guys was going around asking if they seen any bears in camp and uh, they got to my truck and they asked the uh, crew chief if he'd seen any bears and he started laughing he pointed at me and said ask him and he looked at me and said well, what's going on and I said well I got visited last night by one and I told him what happened he started laughing really hard and the forestry guy said oh that's probably the Milky Way bar and Snickers breath he smells on you well, Snickers peanuts, you know. They do actually like peanuts, so I would imagine. Out of 500-some people in camp, I was the only one who got visited. That was a sign. It must have been your spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the most important things about hiking or camping, let people know where you're going. Yeah, definitely. Like longitude, latitude, if you can even. If you can look at it in the map and find it, you need to let someone know. So in case of emergency, they can helicopter in or... You know, if they have to find you, they can find you, you know. That's true. I always tell people where I'm going, and I always carry a cell phone with me and a little ham radio. Yeah, the radio's good, because most of the time you can't get cell reception anywhere up there. Well, I'm the only active ham in this area, so I'm kind of in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, oh, there's no, well, you'd be like trying to talk to someone, and there ain't anybody else with one, huh? I I talk to myself quite a bit with it. (laughs) I'm thinking about buying another one so I can answer myself. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Charles Hawes, everyone. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, and he bowed. <laughs> so have a wonderful time hiking and please be safe. And use common sense. Yeah, common sense is the most important thing of all. Better safe than sorry. Yeah, definitely true. Yee!
it is time for some news. Wonderful news from the outdoors. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks will be conducting a gill net sampling at several Bozeman area ponds this week to collect information that will help biologists manage the fishery. Biologists plan to sample the ponds at Glen Lake, Rotary Park, Bozeman Pond, Regional Pond, Three Forks Pond, and Cattail Lake. In addition, gill netting, the biologists will also be using electro fishing equipment to collect data on these fisheries. Sampling is expected to occur between June the 30th and July the 3rd. Gill netting involves setting the net to catch the fish over a few hours, then collecting the net and recording the fish that are caught, providing an insight into what species are found in these waters, their abundance, age, and other data that can help biologists manage the fisheries for biological health and angling opportunities. Well, back to the Yellowstone. A woman was gored after approaching bison in Yellowstone National Park. Always, I can't even say this enough, always stay more than 25 yards away from bison. After a 72-year-old woman from California approached within 10 feet of a bison multiple times to take photos, the animal gored her. The incident occurred on the evening of June 25th, 2020 at the female's campsite at Bridge Bay Camp Frame. So did a bison come inside her tent? <laughs> no. I think she was just kept getting going up and bothering it and it just had enough, so it just said, Psst, shank. <laughs> <laughs> they will do that. Uh, Rangers provided immediate medical care to the woman. The woman who sustained multiple goring wounds was flown via helicopter to Eastern Idaho Regional Medical Center. A series of events that led to the goring suggest... The bison was threatened by repeated approaches. Bison are wild animals. They respond to threats by displaying aggressive behavior, like pawing the ground, snorting, bobbing their head, bellowing, and raising their tail. Move away from a threatened bison. It may charge. Stay at least 25 yards away. If they approach, stay at least 25 yards away or turn and run it says but i wouldn't run i would just turn and walk briskly i mean if you have to run if they're chasing you i suppose you better just run as fast as you can and get somewhere safe in some covering like under brush or something like that where they can't get to you oh they can charge right through a brush well i'm talking like you know tree somewhere where they can't get through like tree logs you know whatever or something like that if you can get if they can't get to you they're gonna lose interest Probably. You know what I mean? No, they're real tempered. They'll sit and wear and wait on you. Well, that's crazy. I've been around Scary. bison before, so I kind of know this. Well, I haven't, and I don't. that's because I don't go anywhere further than the fence at the buffalo, uh, what do they call that? The buffalo farm yeah. that we have here? Yeah. That's about as close as I get to wild animals because I know better. Unless uh, they approach you, don't approach them. And they're approaching you, and, they, and you know, a lot of times they'll come up to you. Not bears, or but I'm talking about other types of animals. If you don't show aggressiveness to you to them, they won't to you usually. But if you're going to walk up on them, you better expect to get something in return because you're threatening them and you're in their you're in their space. You know they're not used to the human interaction, so they're wild animals, people. I've wild. Actually, I've actually had a bison come up and sniffed on me one time in Yellowstone Park. I was sitting down. I've had buffalo, and I've also had a when I went through the. Um, the wildlife safari thing they had at the the uh, Northwest Trek. I've had a few bison and also uh, what the heck a moose approached the vehicle and didn't get aggressive. So it was pretty cool. I was a little kid then, I think. Like I wasn't even twelve, maybe. 
They had moose back then? <laughs> yeah, they did. The member of the Flintstones even had the moose club, so whatever. <laughs> or wait, no, it was the it was the water beasts, wasn't it? The water, you know, like Willoughby or whatever they're called? Willoughby. Water buffalo. Water buffalo. Yeah, water buffalo, that's right. Oh, my bad. Okay, maybe I didn't. I lied. <laughs> Situation normal. <laughs> hey, that's not right. I don't lie. Neither does Trump. No, he doesn't. Hey, hey, we're not going to go there. We don't do politics and religion with between friends, mister. <laughs> I'm not going to bash on your beliefs and you don't bash on mine. You know, I know there's a lot of bad things about Trump, but you have to give the guy some credit. They bash and bash and bash and jump on him about everything he does, but you know what? He gets it done. That's what we need. Someone that follows through to the end. That's all I'm trying to say. I just bash him because he's government. <laughs> I don't vote. But he's doing a pretty damn job. I don't vote because I don't want my vote to be the one that puts us in, uh, like, a Nazi-type living. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want that. All right, uh, let's get back to the news. With my luck, my vote will do that. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call that now? In a something world or the new yeah. world New order. world order, yeah. New world order. I'm not going to be responsible for that. <laughs> okay, and back to our topic. Take your time. Don't, don't strain yourself now. <laughs> this incident is under investigation. There is no additional information on the incident. Okay, and, you know, large animals, large animals, bison, elk, bighorn sheep, deer, moose, and coyotes should stay at least 25 yards, which is 23 millimeters, right? Or meters. <laughs> oh, pardon me. Millimeters would be like um, a set of like an inch. <laughs> you be uh, putting your head. Oh, I love you, head dad. You know, twenty-five yards for American voice. Uh-huh. Twenty-five yards, which is twenty-three meters. Thank you very much. Okay, and at least a hundred yards away from bear and wolves. Read more about safety in the park, including how to behave around wildlife. Wildlife keyword: wild. Visitors take the Yellowstone pledge. Okay, back to you, sir. Alrighty then. At the June 25th meeting, the Fish Wildlife Commission proposed rules for temporary closure on river sections on the Gallatin River and the Clarks Fork River to ensure public safety during the two bridge replacement projects. Public comments and proposals are accepted through July the 12th. On the Gallatin River and Gallatin County has requested commission to allow temporary closure at the bridge crossing on Nixon Gulf Road, approximately two miles north of Manhattan. Construction contractors will be required to provide safety and public float passage. However, there will be times when construction activities will create unsafe conditions for the public. On the Clarks Fork River, Montana Department of Transportation has requested temporary closure of the Clark Fork to replace Conley Avenue Bridge near Deer Lodge. Contractors will be required to provide safe public float passage, but will be closed during the unsafe conditions for public. Intermediate closure is approximately 100 feet upstream and downstream of the construction area. It is expected from November 2020 to November 2021. The public notice signs of access point will be posted on any river closure. To view details of this proposal, visit the FWP site at www.fwp.gov. Hunters interested in participating in game damage Hunts on private land or possible management seasons this year have until July 15th to register online 
with Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. Game damage, management season, and dispersal. The roster is used by FWP to efficiently respond to landowners in the prevention of reduction of damage primary caused by deer, elk, and antelope. Prospective hunters can register online at fwp.montana.gov. Click Hunt Roster to register. Hunters will need their ALS number, so don't forget that. Your ALS number is the number that you have from when you buy tags every year to hunt. FWP will conduct a computerized random drawing process that will award placement of all prospective hunters on the roster. Results will be available by July 20th to hunters through my FWP. The hunts, if they occur, if they occur, keyword, <laughs> can take place between August 15th, 2020 and February 15th, 2021. So there you go. Have a fun and safe 4th of July, everybody. Yeah, happy 4th of July, everybody. If you're with an outdoor organization like to share some news, or want to brag about a hunting and fishing trip you was on, or just want to ramble on something about hunting and fishing, please email me at hallsoutdoors at treasurestateradio.com. That's all the time we have, folks. Thank you for listening in. This is Goofy Charles Halls, uh-huh, and Treasure State Radio saying so long and be safe out there. Dad, this is fun. I didn't think I liked kayaking. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. But I think it's time to head back in. Okay. Can we come back? Sure. Hey, be careful getting out of the boat. It's a kayak, Dad. <laughs> I'm going to return the kayak. Can we walk home? How about a taxi? It's a short fare from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service.